There you go. Yeah. Let's uh, go ahead and roll the opening. Oh, that's a good idea. And And we're back. back. (laughs) You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. What we're going to talk about this week is the queen. Is the queen. Let's move on. Let's move oh. away from you personally into the Thank kind you. Of, I yes, would really like that. Which is uh, the Q1.3, if you're following along in our uh, brilliant numbering system. The queen is the daily discipline over what is put into the body. And that, and a lot of times we limit that to food, but I think it could... Take some, anything it, you... Anything. In, that you put that into you your body. you take care of your body. That's right. Yes. So what you put, it's the substances yes, you take from the outside that you right. put in, right? Yeah. It's the queen. So... Yeah. Uh, we come to this, this is a Jack LaLanne thing, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about last week. Uh, he said, exercise is king, food is queen. You put them together and you got it, you know, you got a kingdom. Right. And, uh, fitness kingdom, fitness kingdom. And, uh, that's, that starts with Jack LaLanne, but I completely agree with it. a couple things here. Put people put, sometimes point out to me still to this day, the food is more important, you know, and, uh, diet. And, and, <clears throat> and then I try to remind them like, what's the more important chess piece? Right. I mean, you lose when the king gets taken, but if you lose your queen, you're done. Yeah. Queen is the one that moves. It has the most right. functionality. It's the most powerful That's right. piece. That's right. Yeah. It's the most powerful piece. Uh, and in, in the army, the infantry is the queen of battle. Mm-hmm. And the field artillery is the king of battle because if the artillery got taken on the field and you lost, but artillery is kind of stuck where it is. Yeah, it's the infantry that it's, too, it's not nimble. Right. Yeah. It's not nimble. It's not yeah. lean. It's not light. I was in the infantry. That's kind of why I'm accentuating that. But uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of the idea. That, right. uh, that That's why we use the queen to represent that. And in, mm-hmm. in our little imagery that we had last week of the jabroni puppet heads that come flying out of the center field wall at, right. uh, during a seventh inning stretch at a Knights game, the one wearing the queen costume, you know, in my mind, represents diet. Right. thing you put in your mouth, right. right? Which could be alcohol, could be, you know, whatever it is. So our three Socratics, which yes. are our thought-probing <clears throat> questions about the Q point, are number one, can a good exercise routine overcome a bad diet? Thought-provoking question number one. Thought-provoking question number two, Socratic number provo- two. Let's provoke some thoughts. Are some foods bad? Let that jangle around in your right. brain. Number three, what leads a man to descend to gluttony? Gluttony. And I have some questions about gluttony. The sin of gluttony. Some questions <laughs> about, you like, know? you might have questions about a timeshare because you're looking to invest, <laughs> or some questions about how to avoid it. Right. I was going to say, maybe, what if you think you live there and you're not sure? <laughs> That's right. Does anybody have any questions about gluttony as a timeshare? Can I come in one week a year? Right. And just, <laughs> All right. How, how's the Thanksgiving look right. to you? Spur. These are our spurs, yes, spurs. and these, these are the... <clears throat> Kind of one lines that you use to uh, spur yourself on. Kind of, that's the one thing that you can remember mm-hmm. uh, about it. So we have three of them. The first one is first spur is man does not stay fit through exercise alone. Man yes. does not stay fit through exercise alone. Uh, and when you kind of get right down to what we're saying is the queen simply cannot be ignored. Yeah, you, which, you ain't gonna get there. You ain't gonna get there. Um, and it is. 
it is the inclination of a guy to to want to do so in my mind. Oh yeah, you know to. Uh, I would yeah. say I can't tell you the number of times I hear at workouts or anywhere where guys are like, "Well, you know, I do this so I can eat whatever I want." Right. Yeah. Okay. Now I take this from a guy who struggles with his weight. That's right. me. Uh, I want to ignore that oh, desperately. Desperately. Right. Well, Dred and I had lunch today, and I mean, he saw the, the twinkle in my eye when she said the words "banana pudding." Right. Yeah. I mean, he right. perked up. And I mean, we were having kind of a like tough, a tough, yeah. having a, a bit of a tough conversation, and he was getting a little down with himself. And uh, I was thinking, how can I kind of energize Doa and make him feel better about what's going on here? <laughs> and right at that moment, the waitress walks up and she goes, "Who's up for banana pu- pudding?" And he popped up like somebody had just jammed a vial of, of, of crack. Just right you know, in there. Yeah. yeah, he's like, wow. And like, he didn't get any to his credit, which goes to show you whatever endorphins or whatever are released into your bloodstream by eating banana pudding, right. the same effect comes from you thinking Think, about banana pudding. Oh, just pudding. imagining banana pudding. Right. <laughs> Not quite the same. Not but. Quite. I don't know what banana pudding, but that's what that's what ha- appeared to happen. And again, yeah. he didn't have any. But you can't, you're going to have to get it through your heads yeah. that you just cannot ignore the queen. It can never work. I'll say it, and I don't mean it in a, with anything but love, but if you think otherwise, you're telling yourself a lie. You're telling yourself a lie. All right. Uh, because, and this is kind of a corollary to ignoring the queen, you just can't out-king her. It's not possible. I tried. Right. And the reason why you can't out-king your queen is because, let's say you need, and for my body weight, size, whatever, I need about 2,500 calories to, mm-hmm. to maintain that weight. If, if I run uh, enough to burn 1,000 calories, and that's about... Six, six ish. Right? Yeah. Um, you would say, oh, yeah, now you can have 3,500 calories, which seems like a lot. Problem is, my body wants 4,000 calories. Right. <laughs> like, it just, it, no, I, it, and I no. never catch up, right? Yeah. I never catch up. It's, it's, it's really frustrating. The more I'm exercising, and uh, lately in the last month or so, I've been accelerating my king pretty well, you know, mm-hmm. uh, working out every day, going to harder workouts, that kind of deal doing some more mileage, I'm starving. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm starving. And my tendency, or my actually my temptation is to say, oh, well, you're cranking up your king. You can just ignore your queen. No, I can't out-king her. I just, no. it, it won't work. I got to keep watching it. Can I eat more? Yeah, I could eat some more. Right. But, but not as much as you think, <laughs> right? All right, here come those sleeves of Oreos. Yeah, I'm just going to pound yeah. those things. You, yeah. you, you can increase... Your in ca- your t- calorie intake because it's a science experiment, right. really, right? You know, the right. more you burn, the more you can eat. But the the exercise really stokes the fire, and uh, to the point where, I mean, it, it yeah. you'll never burn off as much as you think you're burning. You know, you run ten miles, you're like, oh, I burned eighteen hundred calories, whatever your watch says, and like, it just isn't as much as you think it is. Yeah. Well, you're. Wa- I mean, that's not. It's an estimate, right? I mean, it's a, yeah. So yeah, you guys, you just got to keep watching it. Now. <clears throat> The first step to all this is admitting that this is the truth. Yeah. That you that you have to you're gonna have to serve your queen. There'll never be a, a point where she just kind of riding along on her own. You just it's a lifetime yeah. effort. That's, that's why a diet is lie number two, right? I mean, you know, well, I'm just right. gonna go on a diet. Well, that. You can go on a change. That's remedial action, but... Sure, okay, I'll get you. Yeah, you might be able to write the ship a little bit that way, but if you go right back to doing what you're doing... Right. You know, but a lot of guys diet thinking, oh, okay, now that I've lost 40 pounds, I can just maintain this. I can go back to doing what I was doing because now I've lost the weight. True. You're going to find it again. 
Now, that first spur is kind of common sense, experiential. You know how sure. to be a scientist to understand it or whatever. Second one, I want to set, throw out a little caveat because I know that there's a lot of experts out there, and I've listened to many of them mm-hmm. on C-SPAN's uh, podcast, yes. uh, The Roundtable. And uh, I've gotten a lot of good information and used it. But what I'm going to say now is a little bit at odds, I think, with probably, you know, scientific the, yeah. wisdom, you know, the more, the more conventional, which is yeah, this, which is this. And again, this is my opinion. Portion control is the key to weight control. Portion control. Explain. Well, it's not carb suppression, for mm-hmm, instance, mm-hmm. eating certain foods. It's not eating more kale or not eating pork or anything. Okay. It, you can eat, I, I firmly believe that 2,500 calories a, of kale will get you to the same place as 25 calori- 2,500 calories of, of, of peanut M&Ms. In terms of your weight. In terms yes. of your weight. Yeah. And, and note, the second spur is portion control is the key to weight control. Yeah. It's not the key to feeling better or running better or being, right. a, you know, I have no doubt when somebody says, look, you know, uh, a particular food will give you more energy. Those things may all well be true. But calorically speaking. But calorically speaking, right? And that's where weight control, where it's all about, Mm -hmm. that comes from portion control. Now, same thing. I'm going to make the same caveat. Having listened to podcasts and experimented a little bit with it myself with regard to intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. and things like that. So eating at certain times of the day. Um, I think that stuff all sounds very good. I've used it to limited success. If somebody, if it works really well, I'm not discouraging anybody. It doesn't really work very well for me. Right. Because I can't control in the life I live when I eat very well. Yeah. Because, and that, yeah. Because you're at the mercy a little bit of clients and other clients kinds of things. And, and, you know. Yeah. So, for instance, I ate lunch twice today. <laughs> I ate lunch with you. Yeah. At 11 o'clock, and I right. specifically told you that we had to eat early because I had a client right, coming in yeah. who wanted, insisted on meeting at 1230 because they had other things they had to do. And I said, fine. She brought lunch. Uh, she, she comes in with Panera. You can't not eat that. And I had to eat it. You have to. And I was happy to because it was good. <laughs> but this is kind of the stuff no, that happens, this is, this is right? The, yeah. And, you know, so within that, you know, when I ate with you, yeah. I tried to eat right. somewhat lighter. And no, then you did, yeah. when she presented, you know, I tried to eat somewhat lighter. That, that portion control is yeah. a practical man's defense <clears throat> mechanism. Same token, you know, if I go home, my wife makes a great dinner, I'm not going to say, no, honey, I'm an intermittent fasting or, yeah. you know, I mean, just. No, or, for, for you and for your life, that's, it's just not practical. Right. Now, yeah. I've been, I have done it for periods of time. Yes. And again, I think it works. And it probably would work a lot better after my kids leave or my wife sure. sharpens up and leaves me or whatever happens, I'm by myself. But <laughs> in this portion of my life... This, this is where you are? Yes, yeah. where I am. No, I'm, I got it. Because uh, breaking bread is very social, right? Yeah. So yeah. anyway... No, it's an important piece of our, right. our culture, of our lives. So I want to be clear on this before anybody kind of comes back and says, you don't understand how well we're... I'm sure it does. I'm kind of talking as a practical matter here. Right. All right, now... Second thing I want to say about this is I don't think any particular food is bad in itself. Like I get it that a peanut M&M has components in it that mean eating a lot of them is not a good idea. It's not a good idea, but eating a few of them is fine. 
it's a matter of balance. Right. Like controlling how much you eat compared to everything else. So, so similar to portion control-ish. Control-ish kind of a, balance. Yeah. You know, yeah. balance is, is, is part of that. Yeah. Is related to that. So, you know, this is my opinion, you know, with my fat-prone body that I've struggled mm-hmm. for years to maintain weight on and, and mostly succeeded uh, the hard way. I feel well qualified, anecdotally, at least as sure. far as for yeah, myself, yeah. From to, your say, experience, yeah. to say, yeah, you're better off eating a little bit of stuff that somebody would say, oh, I would never eat that. I'll eat a little of that. Yeah. I might have joined you in a banana pudding because I didn't know I was getting a second lunch. <laughs> Aren't you glad we didn't do that? <laughs> well, this kind of hooked up to run fat with faster yeah. men. You want to eat less, eat with men who are making an effort, right? Because right. if you sit down with Dom DeLuise and the DeLuise family, I don't know. Right. You, you might find yourself it's eating. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, right? Yeah. So eating. Is he alive anymore? I really, no, he's not. But he made that, he's, that, right. you know, f- oh, yeah, yeah. famous struggles with yeah. it. Uh, I. So hanging with people that are eating a little healthy is better for me, mm-hmm. you know, because it, I would pretty much conform to whatever table I'm at. Just that's nature. That's nature. I mean, that's just. And people, eat, I would, you know, hanging around with healthy people is, is better. Yeah. Because, you know, okay, I'm going to have, I'll have the uh, greasy pork sandwich and the mm-hmm. guys you're with is like, oh, oh yeah. I will have the, uh, I will have the kale sandwich. I'm like, well, I'll have half a greasy pork sandwich then. You know? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm coming all the way to the world, but but it, but it would influence me. Slaughter did have a salad, though. Slaughter did have a salad. He did have a salad. All right. Uh, point number two within yes. this portion control idea is that the absence of hardship leads to obesity. So mm. you know, here's here's what I mean by that. And there's a a slightly longish idiotic anecdote about this in the in the Q source itself, which you can read and be fascinated by. But it works. It basically works this way. Um, if a time traveler from the 1870s showed up unexpectedly and is in your house mm-hmm. and was like, wow, I'm hungry. What do we do now? And you say, oh, let's cook something to eat. Got in the car, which he'd be amazed by. Sure. Drove to the side of McDonald's and had <laughs> had 1,600 calories shoved through a window for right. six bucks. He'd be fascinated by that, yeah. right? Yeah. Because we have solved the hunger problem in America. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, That's, it costs six bucks. Food to get is to, accessible. You sure. you can drive to the McDonald's, and for six bucks get enough calories to stay alive. Sure. For eight bucks, enough calories to get fat. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And again, I'm not looking for an argument with people that want to fight about sodium glutamate or whatever. I'm saying it is food, <laughs> right? It, it will put right. It will put calories. If you're in, in your a, body, a Walking Dead post-apocalyptic scenario, you certainly eat it. <laughs> right. But sure, so my sure. point about this is that's in tw- in 2019 mm-hmm. America has solved the delivery of calories problem but too darn well. Yeah. Because for the guy from 1870, he might say you people are amazing. This is what you have to look forward to till he looked around and no- noticed that man, most of the people in the in the McDonald's yeah, line we're are dying fat. over here. Yeah. We're killing ourselves with food. Yeah. Right? There's no there's no perfect place. You know, we went right through just enough to way too much. <laughs> Right? America. America. <laughs> to way too much. Yeah. But for the guy from 1870, during a time where, I, you know, I looked it up, and I, I know I got the stat right because I took it from Wikipedia. It's like 87% <laughs> or something of the population was involved in, in food growing yeah. or getting of which to the table. Yeah. I mean, 150 years ago. Right. Not that long. And now it's 2%. Right. You know, most people are doing jobs like ours. I'm a lawyer, and you're a 
whatever you say you are, but it ain't a food gatherer. You're no. not a hunter or a farmer. No. And that means that in our jobs, we're sedentary and we're not active and we have no hardship getting food. No. It's just not hard, right? No. And that is a big part of this. So you're going to have to find a you know another way. Because, I mean, truly, half of this is, I mean, it's, it's just as mental as it is anything else, sure. right? Yeah. So these that's why portion control and balance, these two things that I think are are the key to weight control, they are positive habits. Mm-hmm. Ingrained, advantageous tendencies that you have to teach yourself through repetition to get right. I mean, you just have to be in the habit of saying no to, to, to banana pudding. Right. Uh, and I know that, I mean, believe me, pod packers, this hurts me <laughs> <laughs> to the core. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it at all. And, uh, but I, when I first came out to F3 and first started, you know, exercising and stuff like that, I mean, I lost a little bit of weight just by, you know, and, and you're gonna, you know, because you're exercising, which you haven't done before for me, you know. And, and so I lost a, a little bit of weight, but I'm telling you, in order to stay fit, healthy, feeling good, mentally sharp, can't do it. Can't do it. Ain't gonna happen. All right, so first spur, again, was man does not stay fit through exercise mm-hmm. alone. Second spur was portion control is the key to weight control. Third spur, third and spinal. Final spur is weight control requires accountability, just like almost yeah. anything else that's hard and good. All right. Yeah, all positive habits. First, a quick word about different body types, and we kind of alluded to it before. <laughs> there are three basic body types, ectomorphs, endomorphs, and mesomorphs. Okay. Ectomorphs are people that couldn't get fat if they wanted to. Right, those are your shivering whippets. Yeah, and I've got some guys that I'm that you know, and I'd say, "Well, how's your queen?" And I was like, "I don't know. I ate you know pizza last night, and then a couple hours later, I ate another pizza and went to bed." I'm like, "How do you do that? I couldn't gain weight if I wanted to." Uh, yeah, like I, I hate you. Right. <laughs> and then I punched that person. And I punched yeah. that person. Yeah. Right. Uh, but they're out there. Oh yeah, they're ectomorphs. Yeah, yeah. It's the way God made their bodies, right? Yep. Then there's mesomorphs, and and those are people that turn food into muscle. You know, it's like, man, I had too much to eat last night. What do you, what, what, how's that going to translate into something today? I'll probably gain two or three pounds of muscle. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Thanks, jerk. Thanks, yeah. rock. So whatever. I hate them as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay, right. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just, there's guys like that, yeah. right? Uh, thankfully, very few. And then there's you and me, <laughs> which are endomorphs. Yes. St- uh, the sturdy undercarriage. And I'll just, yeah, a, this, yeah, you're sturdy undercarriage guy. I, my belly makes a great fat storage uh, yeah. system, yeah. and it's it's about the business of doing that. Uh-huh. You know, now ironically, that gives me a little bit of an advantage over an ectomorph, which is if I lose control of my queen for short periods of time, I get an almost immediate reaction to that. Mm. Whereas an ectomorph could kind of cruise on forever. Yeah, not. And then you know, is basically skinny fat. Right. Right. He's skinny, but he's it's it's just suety. Uh-huh. You know. It's a- <laughs> He can get his, you know what I mean? He can get no, his. But that's true. I mean, a lot of these guys. I know who, it's true. I just said ru- it. Well, of course, if it came out of your mouth. Right. Then of course, it's right, true. Right. But, uh, but I see a lot of these guys where they, they, they run and they can run forever. And so they think they're fit, but they eat like crap and they look not, they, they don't look like hard men, you know. Right. You know, that are. are no, I get you. Yeah. That's, exactly, yeah. what I, that's yeah. exactly what I mean. So it's a little bit of a blessing for me anyway to be uh, an endomorph who doesn't have that. Um, but still I'm able to delude myself in a, in a variety of ways. One of them, which is I can out, I can out, uh, King my queen. Mm-hmm. I think that. So sure. I stop weighing myself, which is how I get accountability. I stop, I, 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 
abandon that. Mm-hmm. Convince myself that it's not necessary, that I've turned some kind of weird corner, right. that everything's fine. Everything's fine. And for me, that thought process, that kind of denial of truth, lack of accountability, is the ferry boat to Fat, fat Guy Island. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one way ticket. One way ticket to <laughs> Fat Guy Island. And the idea that my clothes fit or I look good in the mirror, those two ideas are the dock workers where the ferry boat leaves to go to Fat Guy Island. <laughs> That's just part of the lie. Yeah, that's just part of the lies, right? Right. Uh, Anyway, that's why accountability for us endomorphs uh, is so crazily critical. We've just got to have an outside force enforcing a standard. Standard's pretty simple. It's your weight, your fupa. Fupa is the fattest uh, area uh, under your pectorals. You know, it's kind of ring of typical mm-hmm. ring of male fat. You just measure that with a a, a, a tape measure mm-hmm. you can buy at the Eckerd. Uh, four bucks. The four bucks because you've you've yeah. done it, and you just weigh yourself every day and tape yourself every day at the same time. Keep track of that, and if that number is above what the standard should be, then guess what? And when you say the standard should be, well, figure out for standard? yourself over time Thank what you. your yeah. what ideal weight. <clears throat> You know, when you feel the best and you look the best and you and you feel like, hey, we're this is it. We're on it. This is where I run the fastest. I'm not too skinny, not too fat. And then you work hard to stay there. That's your standard. You know, enforcement mechanism is the scale and Mm -hmm. the tape measure. Sure. Right. And if you're strong willed, that's that's all you need. You might need a little more like I do, which is to have uh, shield lock who are looking at your numbers and going, hey, you're lying to yourself, aren't you? You know, and I have that. I need that because for me, uh, weight is a blind spot. You know, yeah. my, my queen's a blind spot. Yeah. I really have a very difficult time. I need side view mirrors, man. I need help. And that's what accountability is. And then there's got to be some sort of consequence. You know, so if you're over, well, what does that mean? Well, you ain't eating. Right. Or you're not drinking IPAs for a while. Or whatever right. it is that you need to do to get back down to your ideal weight. Um, again, I want to emphasize this. There are many methods uh, that you could be employed in the service of queen. And, and I've heard a lot of really good ones. And I'm, this is my method. Mm-hmm. Portion control and balance and using uh, using accountability through, through the weight, the, through the scale and the tape measure, uh, and having your shield lock help you with it. That's, those are the things that I have done that have, that have helped me maintain it. And mm-hmm. I, but I don't want to ever tell anybody that, there's, that that's the only way. Right. Or, right. Uh, but I can advocate for, for this way. Yeah. No, I listened to a... Uh a podcast, and I don't remember which one it was now, but uh, they talked. I mean, it was a whole thing about you know weight loss and the way that we do it in America, and blah blah, you know, and all the ills and and whatever pros and cons and so sure. forth. And the the experts all seemed to land on. I mean, the real ones, the ones that were practical, you know, regular guys who who you know aren't aren't going. Well, you know, you gotta eat whatever it is. Sure, all all deer fat and right. nothing else, right? And whatever. Um, but they said the the main thing is really just what you said, which is find the thing that works for you that you can stick to. Yes. Because consistency is critical is going to be much more important than whether it was, you know, that you didn't eat for 16 hours and only ate for eight. That's not going to matter if you cannot be consistent. It's way more important that you find something that you can stick to that works and that you're willing to stick to because your, your brain's going to go back to the old way. Absolutely. Real easy. Absolutely. And and just as it takes 30 days or so to get yourself into a positive habit, it takes less to fall out of it into a negative habit. 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, (laughs) a little more than that, but it's it's certainly easier, right? Way. It's certainly easier. And the queen, on on that score, 
is is a killer. Yeah. I mean, you just don't see her sneak up on you, drop of a hat. She's as willing as, and as playful as a pussy cat. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Doa. Yes, sir. I love you, man. <laughs> uh-huh. But you got a face for radio. Oh, thank goodness this is a podcast. Drop of a hat. She's as willing as playful as a pussycat. Momentarily out of action. Temporarily out of action. So absolutely right. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at 43feetpodcast, or send a carrier pigeon to 43 Feet, 1415 South Church Street, Suite B, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28203. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult. The 43 Feet, out front. Out front.